listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Welcome to another Woman of Strength podcast and TV. And I've got an incredible guest today who really does connect with what I've been, I suppose, dealing with over a number of years and had to really look at. And so you'll find out a little bit more about that um, as the interview goes on. And I think that a lot of women listening will be able to connect with it too. And so my guest today is Sharon Holland Galfin. So welcome, Sharon. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited too, because when I read Sharon's bio, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to help so many women out there, and men too, but predominantly we're out there talking to women. So I'm going to read you Sharon's bio, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of aha moments as I read it. So Sharon is a speaker, a certified functional nutritionist and healthcare distributor, and she transforms women's lives by healing their guts with more than just nutrition. She gets to the root of their most common health complaints by testing, not guessing, and incorporating lifestyle shifts so that they have more energy, less stress, alleviate symptoms, and feel great. Well, that's amazing to start with. And Sharon's path to health and wellness began when her son was diagnosed with Crohn's, an autoimmune disease. Her decision to tackle his condition led her to change careers, sending her to graduate school where she completed a Master's of Science in Applied Clinical Nutrition. Through a specific gut and hormone testing and teaching, I'll start that again, through specific gut and hormone testing and teaching clients to stop eating advertisement and listening to their bodies, Sharon has helped them reverse type 2 diabetes naturally, manage autoimmune conditions, and most importantly, reclaim their health and their lives. Well, that's incredible, Sharon, and I know that we're going to get to hear about um, more of that. But (laughs) my first question, as I always ask, is can you share with us your journey of stepping into that woman of strength? I love to share that story because sometimes you don't know what you don't know until something is brought to your attention. And my son's diagnosis was my wake-up call. And I always like to say that it was a blessing in disguise because as with so many of your other guests that you've had, like, you know, so many of us, we are raised, especially as women, to live a certain role, do what we're told, go to school, get a certain education, and just go along the path of life without questioning things. And that was me. And I was in finance and I had a business. Um, Interestingly, though, my body was falling apart. I thought I was healthy. I was exercising. I was doing everything that I thought was right. Exercise, diet, try to get enough sleep, read all the magazines of the six-pack abs and all the things that, (laughs) right, that are good for you. But I uh, was taking Imatrix shots for migraines. I was on Parlodil. I have a pituitary adenoma. I was taking antacids for IBS. I would constantly have sinus infections. So I was on antibiotics. I was taking iron for anemia, creams for eczema, eating frequently for hypoglycemia. I am not kidding you. I, 
I, I, I just didn't realize that that was a problem. I and, thought you thought was healthy. Was, and you thought you were healthy. Wow. I thought I was healthy, you know? Yeah. So when my son was diagnosed, uh, there was like this voice in my head that just said, wait a minute, I, what is this? And I'm a person who, when it comes to my kids, I need to know when it comes to me, it's like, I don't know, I guess as mom, woman, you put yourself on the back burner, but for everybody else, you're going to do. Yeah. And the doctor said, no, the medication will help him. Don't worry about anything else. Because I asked, well, should I change his diet? Is there something else I should do? So I didn't like the answer. And my gut, no pun intended, said, you've got to research this. Interestingly, within a week, my son was getting worse and complaining to me that it was the medication. And the doctor was insisting it was the disease. And I reached this tipping point of, wait a minute, why aren't I listening to my son? Mm. He's instinctively trusting. He's a kid. He was 11 years old at the time. You know, kids really are tuned in and we lose that. And uh, he was right. When I actually paid attention and started to do research and listened to him and took him off the medication, he was right. The medicine was making him worse. Wow. And it was really this aha moment of, oh my God, I'm giving my power away. I've got to wake up and do something about this for my son. So when I made that decision to go to grad school and to learn and to really dig deep, I realized that my body was starting to change and I got off all my medications and it was just this 180 degree turn of, wow, I'm smart. I'm educated. How did I not know this? And so it became this whole journey now of really, you know, changing women's lives and spreading the word and the message of being able to find the right test for you, tune in and just realize that you have the power and don't give it away to anybody. So it's been very empowering for me because I found my voice yeah. to be this healthcare disruptor and just shake up people's lives. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it, it is a question that we ask ourselves and that, you know, how did I not know this? But we've been conditioned to believe in the oh, medical yes. model, haven't we? I mean, we're so conditioned. We go yeah. to the doctor, we feel unwell, we stick with it for a while. And then we go to the, the doctor and, and say, look, these are my symptoms. And the, all the doctor does is just give you something to mask your symptoms. But, you know, what you're saying and what we know about gut health is it's you actually have to get to the root cause. But we're mm. not taught that. You know, we're taught, oh, this medication will deal with this. And then we need another medication to deal with the first medication. And we believe yes. that that's true, that that's making us healthy. And it's mm. like... And, and, I, and I love that you say you're, you're a disruptor because I'm a disruptor too because it's like that isn't right. You know, we, we right. are so conditioned and so brainwashed by not just the medical model but pharmaceutical companies and, yeah, Absolutely. our body is so able to heal naturally um, when we find out what it is that's causing in the first place. So... Wow. So tell, it, tell us more. So what did you have to do, you know, with your son? Because obviously the medication, as he was, you know, saying to you, clearly this isn't working for me, mum. So what did you have to do to help him to know that, wow, I can help others too? Well, with him, we, he actually did need to be on medication because until I even understood, because it took me a few years because I had to go back to school, yeah. we needed to reduce the inflammation and because uh, he was sick. Uh, he missed school and everything. But 
as I started to do my research, a lot of what I did was change. I started with food, you know, and of course, looking at what was going on in his gut was one thing, but my son, he, it was almost as though he didn't have any taste buds because he couldn't eat anything green. He didn't eat vegetables. Everything was always white and uh, colorful because they're kids, you know, you try to give them whatever, at least in the United States, whatever's you think is healthy because that, like you said, you're eating advertisements and being conditioned by everything that you're listening to. Mm. And I slowly started to shift things with adding stuff in. I, I didn't tell him he couldn't have something. I started by saying, here, let's try this. And slowly as I was able to shift and bring in nutrients and learn about supplements, I put them on probiotics before the doctor even knew what they were. Gosh. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, grass fed and taking them off dairy and gluten. I did all of these things way before the medical Western establishment was, was like, at least in my situation. But listen, not to say they're great, they save lives, of course. Yes. But I started to do that. And then at nighttime, um, we would just practice breathing. We would just practice relaxation because, as you know, mm-hmm. It's not just about food. That's just the start. It, yeah. Like you're starting with your temple and your body and you may, may even be eating healthy, but if you're not taking care of stress and anxiety and emotional and relationships and soul care, it doesn't matter how healthy you eat, your body's still going to fall apart. Yeah. So we just started practicing all of that and finding ways for him to have outlets. So he loved drawing. So I enrolled him in cartoon school so that he could learn how to make cartoons. He liked running. So he start, once he started feeling better, he started to run and just bringing in other pieces to help balance all of that and the supplements and getting him like now he he goes for green drinks and he makes these smoothies and he's a completely different kid. Yeah, and that, yeah, and I, I love that because what basically what you're saying is you brought all the things into his world that he loves to do. And when we do the things we love to do, we calm our system down, don't we? Yes. Whereas, you know, when, when our system's stressed and, you know, the adrenal gland is overworked and we're just releasing, you know, so much adrenaline and the, the body's always in that fight or flight state. And so we never mm-hmm. get time to heal or repair. Whereas when we do the things we love, we're reducing our stress levels naturally and, you know, releasing the, the, the happy hormones that are, that are healing for us. So I, I love that right. you, yeah, that you did that with him. Because was that a natural thing or was it something that you learned? Was it just what you naturally thought, oh, I, I need to do this with him or? It was both because as I did start learning, um, I think I must have spent hours just, you know, Dr. Google, click, 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 and you have like (laughs) five hours later. Yeah. Um, It was a combination of the learning and intuitively really stopping and paying attention. I think, you know, it just in... um, uh, You know, going with your, your show, it's really the paying attention and the empowerment of... I, I can do something. I do have control and I can just start taking baby steps. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed because we have to, we think we have to do everything at once. Yeah. And it really was just about, let's start here and let's just bring one thing in at a time. And then as I was present 
and paying attention, it became intuitive because I was trusting my gut and I was listening to him and he was trusting his gut and yeah. listening. And, you know, nobody gives you, our bodies are like dashboards, right? There's a whole, uh, the, the light indicator on a car goes off for change oil, the tire's low, it speaks to mm -hmm. you now. Like we have that, but nobody's taught us what yeah. to pay attention to. So by tuning in and really trusting that I did have the answers and learning, it really made the world of the difference. And so then it became, wait, if I don't know this, how many other people don't know this? And yeah. that's when you start, you know, that's when I started like talking and realizing I, this is my calling. This is, I, I've got to just really transform other people's lives. Like our lives have been transformed. Brilliant. And so how do you do that? So when, you, you know, you work with women and you go around and, you, and, you know, you're a speaker and you're doing all this incredible work, where, where's the sort of starting point for someone? If, if they're feeling unwell or they have, you know, gut problems, where do you sort of start with them? Um, you actually were talking about this in one of your episodes about journaling. Yeah. To me, that is the first place to start is writing down what you're eating and paying attention to the obvious things of, do I feel any gas or bloating or constipation or diarrhea? Those are the obvious signs. And, but paying attention to it one hour, three hours, five hours later, because sometimes it's not evident right away. But if you write it down, what you're eating and the, or it could be you have the sniffles or your <clears throat> a scratchy throat where you're constantly scratching your skin, you know, things that you're doing on a regular basis could be a sign that what you're eating, is, you're sensitive to. So if you write that down, after about a week, you can start putting the puzzle pieces together and for yourself, at least making a connection of, hmm, you know, I notice every time I eat eggplants or peppers or tomatoes, which are nightshade vegetables, I notice that I get um, hives. I notice that I'm, I'm clearing my throat. So paying attention to that and then testing yourself and saying, let me eliminate it for a week and see what happens. That's, what they, like, that's a simple thing that somebody could do at home to get started yeah. of tuning into their gut. And if they find that they're frustrated and they can't, that's when you know, I say, come to me because let's stop guessing and let's do a stool test let's map out your whole microbiome and let's really see what's going on there. But I always tell people if they're not sure, cause you have to be committed to do this. Yes. And if you're not sure, pen to paper is the best way. And it sounds like really I have to do that, but you owe it to yourself to, yeah. to really chronicle it and to, you know, map that out. Yeah, I totally. And so my next question, because, you know, food and, and all of that is so important and the nutrition side of it is incredibly important too. Do you do the whole emotion body connection? Because like when you were talking, I mean, I do some of that work with my clients. And when you're talking about, you know, the scratchy throat or the irritating and this, you know, the skin, the way that I work with clients too is around. So if you've got irritants on your skin, what's irritating you in life as well? Not just the food and not just your environment, but the, you know, the emotions or mm -hmm. if you've got a scratchy throat and you're <clears throat> all the time, it's like, 
where have you lost your voice? Where are you fearful of speaking up? And so do you do that work with them too for that whole mind, body, soul connection? Yes, yes. And it's, okay. um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm smiling as you say that about the throat because I myself had a lot. I was getting not only sinus infections, but strep throat constantly. Yeah. So I was always sick. And it was that connection of not being able to use my voice. So I have my clients fill out a very extensive questionnaire. It's like 26 pages long because it talks about the spiritual side. It talks about relationships. It talks about um, you know, places where you found yourself stuck. And it's, it's very thorough. I guess we get into those conversations of what's going on in your life. Yeah. And sometimes, and many times, especially as I work with younger women, many times it's mother-daughter relationships. Right. Right? That's yeah. the root of it. And it's really fascinating because you know, when you start to work with, especially the younger people, uh, and even, you know, women our age, mm. it's, you know, it's like, you can't change them. Let's work on you. And you have to, you have to do, you have to connect the two yeah. because the emotional baggage, it's, it, you have to find a way to release it. And everybody's yeah. different in doing that as well, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, with the food that we consume, there's also an emotional attachment to that food, isn't there as well? So, you know, there's we not only, I mean, food is massive in terms of that comfort eating, that social aspect of sharing food. There's also the belief systems that are attached to food, you know, like you have mm -hmm. to have three meals a day and you have to have meat and two veg and all those sorts of things that you grow up with. So you're not only dealing with the food that you consume, the advertisement that's going on, but you're also dealing with, you know, a belief system too. So, you know, like you said, I mean, it sounds like your assessment is really holistic and you have to look at all those aspects of your own wellness and well-being. So I love that you do all that work because it's needed, you know, and, and I think that's when we started talking about, or well, certainly I started talking about the medical model as more to life than that. There is because it's not just about, medication because medication is just masking you know an underlying cause and it sounds like you're getting to the root cause the emotional the spiritual the physical nutritional you know all aspects of of who we are as beings so that's fantastic what amazing work <laughs> it's so well you know it's funny i just actually have to go back to what you're saying about the um ads and you know the medication and t if you have a problem with that medication we have another medication and I actually do a talk about that because we, like you said, it's like we've been so conditioned. Yeah. It's passed down from generation to generation and it just has become unconscious. It's so ingrained in us that it's unconscious that we don't question the belief system. Yeah. And when we're asked, well, why do you believe that? Or why do you think that's true? Like people, they don't know. They yeah. truly don't know. And sometimes like in my family, like it took a health scare to really wake us up and we, we, it's like you need this crack so that you can get in and really say, wait a second, these ads, on, especially here in America, these ads on TV, the, the, like everybody's smiling and they have this nice music. It feels like <laughs> the sound of music, like, like you should be Julie Andrews, you know, running through the fields, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you think to yourself, oh, wait a minute maybe I do need that, you know, and then they'd go by so quickly with the possibility of sun death. Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
And I think the other thing, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole nother episode really talking about belief systems because how often do you hear people go, oh, you know, I've got a heart condition or I've got this or I've got that because it's in my family. People, you know, by the time people reach 50 in my family, they have a heart attack or, by the, you know, or I've got arthritis in my family or, you know, we've got diabetes. It's, it runs through all the generations. So you're already taking on that belief system from a really young age. And so you're actually yeah. conditioning your body to say, okay, we've got to expect this to happen. Oh, I'm 50. Oh, okay, well, this is when we start having heart attacks. And because we know that there is, you know, there's studies now in neuroscience and epigenetics. And so we, we know that all this is going on, that we're conditioning our bodies ourselves to expect certain things to happen. And so what right. I love about what you do you're conditioning your body or people's bodies to say, actually, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I've got, you know, great well-being, uh, which is turning, you know, the model on its head, isn't it? You know, what you're saying is, actually, we can reverse it. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, and but I do think what's really important for many people is that, and again, I, you know, it's especially because of the food supply here, um, we just been eating lousy diet and our immune system is so compromised. Um, but just in general, like, you know, if our immune system, most of like 70% is in our gut and we don't take care of it, we don't get to the root of that. Mm. It's, you, you know, it's like, you need that good foundation. You can't know where your destination is if you don't have a map. And I always say, you know, so I say to my clients, start, if you have this map and we can then you know, the whole GI map and we can just plan for you what's right in your lifestyle, then at least moving forward, you have the tools and you'll know what to do. But if you just keep throwing darts at the wall and, you know, and never hit the bullseye, you're just going to have the blindfold on, you're never going to get anywhere. And um, it's like going into the car and say, okay, I want to go to California from New York and just putting it in drive and yeah. <laughs> To get to your destination yeah. so it's really important to truly understand your own body and because it's dynamic anyway we constantly need different things at different stages different seasons as we yeah. age as we go through menopause so we really need to truly get to the root of it um, and make like you said the emotional connections and the chakra connections like whatever it is that we need to center ourselves yeah because we're not going to live in a cave. We're not going to go eat bamboo shoots. We live in society. We want to have fun. Yes, and we want absolutely. To know, we want to know, hey, I can go out to dinner and enjoy myself and not feel like, oh, my God, I cheated on my diet. You know, it's, yeah. it's really shifting all that. So belief systems is huge. And you're right. We could do a whole episode on that yeah. alone. <laughs> but, you know, We've now come to the end of this interview um, because it is, it, you know, it's such a fascinating subject, isn't it? And, you know, you can't cover it all in, in half an hour. And, and this is really, right. this interview is about your journey, um, you know, stepping into that woman of strength and how that started and obviously with, with your, your son's condition and, and how you're now stepping into your purpose. And, and I love that. And, and the, the journey that you've been on to do, you know, to get to the place where you are today. So before we end... I always ask my guests, is there one little gem that you can leave our listeners with in terms of, you know, their own health and well-being? What would that, that one gem be for them? Be kind to yourself 
And instead of saying, I cheated and looking at it as something bad, shift the mindset and look at the good of it. I'm indulging, I'm in living, I'm happy. Find something positive and that'll help you take that first step forward. Brilliant. Because it's so true. You know, if we're kind to ourselves, our body is kind to us too in return, isn't it? So absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so, so much, Sharon. And I think what we need to do is we probably need to set up another um, (laughs) call. Maybe we'll do a Facebook Live or something like that just around, you know, keeping ourselves healthy and, and looking at those limiting beliefs that, that we bring into, into yeah. our world, you know, and into our bodies. So that would be amazing to do that. But thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed this. I mean, I connect so much to this message that you're out there <laughs> delivering. So <laughs> thank you. so enjoyable for me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been very enjoyable. I loved the conversations, very easy flowing. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. And yes, would love to do another one with you. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much. AndJewelcock.com, serving women to serve the world.